When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone welcome again to another edition of big chris live the live stream and then the podcast which you can find everywhere appreciate those who subscribe via apple podcasts also spotify we're there for audio subscribers and deanblundell.com our podcast network host and you can find all episodes there uh, along with additional content from the podcast network and thanks to those who are tuning in tonight to the live stream. Yep, we're live on the Big Chris Radio Facebook fan page and via DeanBlundell.com's Twitter account. And uh, for our negligible subscribers on YouTube, you can join, though. Join us on YouTube. Uh, Big Chris Live. Thanks for those who are also tuning in via YouTube. Great panel tonight. We're up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll talk about that, but I'll introduce everyone. Jeff Faulkner is in the bottom of the screen. Jeff, thank you for being here. Comedian from Barrie, Ontario. I guess comedian like two years ago before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. But, it, you know, it's, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and also great to have you on because I've been bugging you for a while now. And it's always like a last minute. They're like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to come on the podcast? And you're like, I don't know, man. I got a family, which I've got now, which I understand. And we'll get into that. Ariana Pyle, also, the three of us have done some business before. But Ariana, thanks for being on with us. How are things with you? I am wonderful. Yeah, that's good. And you're obviously chomping at the bit. We're all ready to do some stand-up comedy again sometime soon. Yes, I'm missing it so much. I was actually just thinking about how uh, you did stand-up comedy in my basement for my 30th birthday. I did. You know what? I was thinking about that today, too. I drove out to Angus. Uh, actually, no, I had a pickup truck Uber take me out to Angus because that's the only type of fucking Ubers they have out there <laughs> in it. Angus, Ontario. But uh, yeah, I, I, I Ubered out there uh, for your birthday, and that was a memorable show. I mean, it was a great time. What a great oh, way to have it have a birthday is to have a bunch of reprobate comedians over to your house i told my husband i only wanted two things i wanted a comedy show to have it in my basement and a pinata and he delivered <laughs> that's how much of a child i am i want the pinata i i don't remember the pinata was i the pinata what was going no, on no no okay what came out of the pinata? <laughs> she didn't even share it. She's like, after everybody left, she pulled out the pinata and like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is my candy. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm an adult. <laughs> and also on the screen tonight and joining us, Lou McDonald from K Rock 1057 in Kingston, my old stomping grounds. Lou, thanks for being on, man. And and I was telling Ariana before you joined the call, I was like, man. I don't know this Lou guy at all. He got to that radio station after I departed, but uh, uh, he, he sent me a note like out of nowhere saying like, hey man, I enjoyed your podcast and uh, it like inspired me to do this comedy bit. And you sent it to me and I thought it was fucking funny. I'm like, you know what? Mental note, that guy should come on the podcast sometime. So welcome to the show, Lou. Hey, means a lot. And I listened to you when I was like uh, in high school, teenager. What? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> He's a fangirl, Chris. I didn't fucking know he's that. A fan, he's fangirling right now. <laughs> That's fucking funny, Lou. I didn't know that, bro. Well, welcome to it, man. Kingston, eh? It must be a big day because uh, Tragically Hip, that, that big announcement today, with the, they got a new six-song album or release coming out tomorrow for the long weekend. It is huge. And uh, I'm super stoked as a hip fanatic. And I really enjoyed the episode you had of Big Chris live uh, with Paul Angwan. Paul Langwell, that was the episode that you messaged me about. Yeah, man. And and thank you. Yeah. And, uh, trust me, I was in Paul's inbox today being like, hey, man, come back on the podcast. Let's talk about the new release. Uh, I'm sure he's getting a lot of that today. He's too cool, man, because like he he doesn't like he, he gives a shit, but he, he doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. like, talk with the new music. And he's like, I ah, will. Ah, we'll see how it goes. You know, hopefully people like it. There's, he's just too modest, too Canadian. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. That, again, that is the most Canadian band that the Leafs and the friggin' Habs are playing tonight. And then uh, and then tomorrow, it's the Friday of the long weekend and the hip release six new unheard songs from the early 90s from Breaking Out the Vault. And then we head into Victoria Day. Mate, too far, bad weekend. That's it. Shit, dude. It's You don't get much more Canadian than that. Can we get some beaver tails? That might help. Can I say something real quick about being Canadian? So, I, like you said, I do a little comedy here from here and there, or here and there, and uh, I did a bit once about how I'm a bad Canadian. I, I started off by saying I don't really drink beer, I don't love hockey, mm. uh, I don't really like maple syrup, and then I said I don't love the tragically hip, and the entire room turned exactly just like you did. The entire room turned on me. They didn't care about the beer, the hockey, or anything else. But as soon as I said I don't love the hip, I was like, yeah, this no, the rest of the set is garbage because they fighting words. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Stab it. you with a fucking broken bottle. I want to add something really quick to this. Uh, I have a distant relative that uh, we invited over for a family function last summer. And after 10 beers, he goes, Lover Boy was a way better band than The Hip. And uh, no, <laughs> no one has talked to this family member since. <laughs> I don't what was Lover Boy's tune? What's the, they were one. Oh, dude, we played them all on Big 101 in Barry. We've got The Kid Is Hot Tonight, Turn Me Loose. Oh, yeah, there's a huge oeuvre. Yeah, that's Lover all of them right there. Too. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't By the way. Seriously, guys, I just can't look at his mug. Who, you Jeff? Water? Yeah, I'm drinking water. He doesn't drink beer. You heard him. Yeah, I'm a bad Canadian. I'm drinking LaCroix. What's everyone drinking here? I'm drinking LaCroix Key Lime. I'm drinking Creamore beer. Creamore, yeah, lighten her up. Are you, is that pure vodka in that water bottle or is it water, Lou? Well, if this is water, but I'll keep the, the Canadian thing here. Going. Oh, Horton's right. Okay. That's the other part, yeah. So, Ariana, you're the only one drinking tonight? Guys, my children are sleeping. It's nice. glorious. Oh, that does sound glorious. We can talk about my trials as a father, a new father, and just a few. Off the top, we played a clip of Kevin Pillar taking a fastball, 95-mile-an-hour fastball to the face. We'll just play the clip again. Oh, yeah. He had multiple nasal fractures. Multiple nasal fractures after that fastball. I, you, your face isn't going to look right after that, right? Never, never. And, and like, so here's the deal. I mean, I'm a huge, huge baseball fan. I'm a massive Blue Jays fan. And I said before we went on air that I wasn't the biggest Pilar fan. And I kind of made a joke about how I'm not that I'm happy it happened, but I'm not sad that it happened, but <laughs> I'm kind of glad that it happened because you know, baseball gets the rap of that. All the players are soft. There's no tough guys. And this guy was ready to go in the lineup the next night and all the credit due to him. So, uh, you know, to sit there and take a, 95 to 96 mile an hour fastball to the face and then say i'm willing to get in the box again you know i'll tip my cap where it's due okay change of tune still Lou, hate his guts i don't miss him Lou, do you play any sports have you ever grown up playing sports or anything or no uh yeah a little bit of golf <laughs> <laughs> all right have you been hit by a golf ball have you been, ever been hit by a golf ball uh never been hit by a golf ball uh but uh i i have been hit by a, a football square in the nose and oh. uh, yeah like you said like multiple nasal fracture you don't mess with this you know and the first thing i thought when i saw that uh you know pilar ball to the face was that dude's gonna have sleep apnea now he's gonna have to wear sleep Fuck. Back now. <laughs> yeah yeah. Never thought of that, man. And, and, and the other thing, too, is I, I said this uh, to my wife and, and she's like, you know, I, I think she's the hottest. I love my wife so much. And our baby is cute. And and I love my baby's nose and I love my wife's nose. And she's like, well, you know, is that's your favorite thing about me? I'm like, I love I think you have a sexy nose. And yeah. she's like, Why the nose? And I'm like, listen, the nose is square in the middle of someone's face. It is the most prominent feature on the face. Why wouldn't you want a nice or or consider that to be a sexy part of someone? You have to consider the nose. Don't fuck it up. Especially if you have a deviated septum. Maybe you're like attracted to it because both nostrils are are bringing air in. And that's like a, an amazing thing to. Yeah. The 80s were hard on that. The 80s were hard on deviated septums. <laughs> I don't think I've ever looked at a nose and thought sexy in my life. And you guys have just kind of changed. Everything about finish. <laughs> I'm a yeah. nasal evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> Chris puts on Pinocchio and he's like, guys, uh, can we put this on pause here? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, on to the lease. Leafs are on tonight. Yep, our little podcast is up against the hockey matchup of the absolute century. 
uh, Austin Matthews, the Rockard Richard winner. But I also think uh, he needs an AVN award for uh, best porn stash. Oh, that's Kim Jong, sorry. No, no, wrong one. Trying to find, there he is. There's the stash. There it is. What do you no, think, guys? Stash, yay or nay? Nay, he looks like a little French man. Is something wrong with that? Come on, now it's 2020. That looks like a mustache. <laughs> not like a 12-year-old boy would grow. That is not a mustache. If you want hockey, porn stash, Lanny McDonald. Lanny, <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess as far as mustaches go, there are some pretty formidable mustaches in hockey history to go up against. Yes. I mean, yeah. Lanny McDonald or George Peros, if you remember that guy. Uh who else had a good mustache? Can't think of anyone. Wendell Clark. Lanny was like the, I mean, he's the standard, right? But you know, I will say for Austin Matthews, I, you know, I, again, I'll give him credit for sticking with it because he's obviously been getting ripped about having this 12 year old mustache on his top yeah, into all it. season. Yeah. But I'm sure he is. I'm, he's leaning into it. And I'm sure there's, you know, hockey players and athletes, superstition's a big part of it. And he started the season hot and he's like, mm -hmm. well, I can't shave now, boys. Like, <laughs> look what happens. Well, yeah, it's the first time in Leafs history that there's been a player that's uh, gone that has won the Rocket Richard Trophy for the most goals in a season. That's the first time the Leafs have ever had that. Is this the season? What do you think, guys? Yes. Yeah? You think this is it, eh? I think so. My my husband is a huge Habs fan, so every time I want it to be the Leafs, so I'm just praying. I've been doing three-year-old that too by the way he always comes out of his room go leaves go oh nice that's good you got to train them young yes can Luke? you compound like imagine the like the adding the leaves going all the way to the reopening we're all vaccinated like if those two things collide at the same time mm -hmm. i don't know that could be chaos well i noticed that francois legault the premier for quebec has their reopening schedule and they're going to be able to have 2,500 people at the bell center in Montreal, right about when game six should be happening. Yeah. He's got yeah. to be a huge Habs fan. This has to be a plot. <laughs> yeah. It's too, it's too good to be true. Yeah. It's too coincidental. Are right? they still on lockdown? Like, yeah. Hard, they have a curfew. Yeah. Like, like show us your tickets, please show us your passport. Are you allowed to leave your house? Like, well, like, so curfew. Well, it's weird because I drove through Quebec this week accidentally. I, I, so I traveled quite a bit. Wow. Yeah. So I traveled quite a bit for work and I was in Ottawa and I hate taking the 400 series highways. So I try to take the back ways home and my GPS took me in through Quebec and I drove past two golf courses and both of them were packed with people and then almost got stopped by security coming in back into the province with yeah. the checkpoint because we're That's on lockdown. I didn't even think about it, but uh, yeah, it was quite surprising. Um you know, to see, it was almost like seeing the future when I was driving in Quebec and seeing all the, the things open back up. But, yeah, uh, you know, to get back to the Leafs and the Habs, it's just such a shame. You know, it's what, I think since 1979, these teams, it's been that long since they met in the long playoffs. Time. Long and time, it's, yeah. it's such a shame that it's not a packed house because it would be, it would be chaos down there uh, all for all, you know, the entire series. Yeah. 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 I, I think that uh, that could be a difference maker, but also on the other end of things, and I'll credit, Melanie Martin with this, she said this this morning in our radio show, uh, that maybe the problem this whole time for the Leafs has been fans in the stands. Maybe that the Leafs fans are making it worse on the Leafs. And if everyone would just shut the fuck up for a second, they'd actually go out and win a game, right? Um, so maybe it's actually to their advantage to not have fans in the stands. That's a good theory. I like yeah. Like, you know how sports psychology works, right? Yeah. So when you when you're like a teenager, sometimes you don't want your parents at the game for because they just put too much pressure on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when the when the NBA did their bubble last year, there were players that actually came out and said, you know, it's it's I miss the fans and that aspect and the energy they bring, but mm -hmm. now I can just focus on the game and you know executing and I don't get distracted and I don't get you know emotions are kind of kept in check. So it's definitely part of it. And you know, Melanie's onto something there, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, also, you mentioned something, Jeff. Uh, just back to you traveling for work and and crossing the border between Quebec and Ontario. Show us your papers. Um, <laughs> uh, you want to hear something shady? You want to yes. hear something real sketchy? Oh, no. So uh, I don't want to out this person publicly because uh, <laughs> there could be some blowback. But 
there is somebody who I know who lives in Quebec, but was visiting in Ontario uh, over the weekend, uh, over last weekend. And how did they get across? Because they have checkpoints. They changed their Quebec plates to Ontario plates and came over to Ontario. I think yeah. that's sketchy. That's like, to me, that's like uh, that's stealing tools from a job site kind of greasy. You know, like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, but that's first. all it would take. So I went through that border and like I, I was terrified because there's 10 cruisers and 20 cops standing there and I slowed right down. And as soon as they saw my plates, it was just a wave right through. They didn't even talk to me. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's all it took. It's like, you know, you save your old movie stub. And you go back to the movies the next night and you're like, yeah, I was already in. And then you just walk into the theater. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I was just out for a smoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> scary, though. I don't know if you guys watch Handmaid's Tale, but that's what it feels like. I don't like it. Yeah, it is getting a little uncomfortable these days, is it not? I don't understand the curfew. It makes no sense. In Quebec? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, again, Quebec does things always a little bit different than the rest of the Canada anyways. And I don't know if they do it that way just because uh or if or if there's a different mentality of uh you know of the people who live there i think it's a bit of both i, I talked to a gentleman today who uh he can't buy pants he's down to his last pair <laughs> how are you down to your last pair of pants yeah what happens to these pants how fast lose, you go through does he lose pants <laughs> i have three pairs of pants so i i don't know kind of makes sense to me <laughs> how many washing machines do you have uh, I live in my mom's basement. So. <laughs> <laughs> Does she wash her pants? So I don't know. They just magically show up washed on the end of my bed. Get me started, Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fucking funny, you guys. But isn't that funny when you when you're at the store and like just like pants are just you know crime scene off? It's like this is how we're gonna yeah. stop red. Yeah, I know. Stop the spread by not being able to buy pants or sweatpants. Don't stay cozy during this time. Like a conspiracy theory, like for all of this COVID stuff, maybe it's that they want us to be nudists. It's the secret conspiracy, the nudists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget the Illuminati. It's the nud <laughs> nudist army. That's no, really too many hoodies yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of crazy, like I... I, I don't want to out anybody again, like you said, Chris, but I work with a pretty hardcore anti-vaxxer and she's kind of gone down some rabbit holes and conspiracy theories. And she's like, this whole thing is about uh, aliens attacking the planet. You know, the government's going to release. Yeah, it went oh, it, hard left real quick. Um, <laughs> like I was like, because I so here's the whole story. I was signed up to get the AstraZeneca um, jab and I kind of got cold feet as the day was approaching and I backed out at the last second because oh, man, I, you made the right call. Well, it turns out, yeah. So my my sister, who's a nurse at Sunnybrook, I kind of messaged her just for confirmation. Like, hey, I got a you know potential to get the vaccination. What should I do here? Expecting her to say, yes, get it. The more people that get it, the better. And she was the one that said, I don't know about that one. That one I would be worried about. Wow. So I said, well, all right, I'm going to bump the brakes here. And I started asking around. And a lady I work with, who, like I said, is hardcore. She's like, no, 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 no. She just lost her mind. She's like, this is all about infertility. There's too many people on the planet. And soon enough, you're going to see the government releasing footage of UFOs and they're trying to attack our planet. And this is going to turn into a space wars. And I was like, um, so I, I, yeah, I don't have an end to that story, but that, it, yeah. just went, it just was like so shocking. But this is what it's doing to people's brains, like but people that are secluded and isolated. I've heard that theory, too, that they're trying to make it so that people can't have babies. And I'm like, well, they're starting with 80 year olds. I'm pretty sure they can't. Yeah, like, yeah. They're putting microchips in you so that they know where you are, are at all times. I'm like, yeah, that's called your cell phone. Yeah, right here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to put it in your body. Yeah. You buy, you upgrade it every year. I Googled something. They know where I am and what I'm looking yeah. for. Like it's, yeah, I, I love the conspiracies, but I hate them at the same time. But I've yeah. learned to love them, embrace them. Here's a question uh, for Jeff there is how do you maneuver? Like, how did you get out of that conversation or how did you play it? Oh, great question. Well, yeah, it, luckily it was on the phone. And yeah, it was on the phone. And I actually, I pulled like the classic, like it, 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 it and 
No, really? That's awesome. Well, I, I waited like probably three minutes because like I can't do this immediately or it's obvious or she'll probably think the aliens are getting me right now. Kind of thing. You probably thought aliens scrambled the signal. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. They're like, they're on to me. But yeah. And I, and she, and I was like, you know what, Diane, I got to run. I'll, uh, shoot, I said her name. Damn it. Um, <laughs> um, I said, you, you know Diane. what? <laughs> You know what? I'll call you back, and then I've just avoided calling her for two weeks now. So. Nice. Like, I can't believe I. I there's been it. some alien news recently, though. There's the Pentagon Pentagon footage of ships. Like it's pretty wild. Some of, I don't know why this isn't bigger news. I guess there's other things like the fucking anti-vax and anti-lockdown protests in Toronto and in Barrie and everywhere. Really, uh, you know, I guess there's bigger things for us to fuss about on facebook but that's the thing that blows my mind that there's actual footage confirmed to exist of aliens by the pentagon that's out there and everyone's like oh yeah that's cool i'm like that used to be the conspiracy shit the aliens are like "Eh, fucking conspiracies everyone's like oh yeah that that thing yeah anyways on to fucking bill gates and his microchips hang on a second the fucking conspiracy has gone it reminds me, sorry, it reminds me of when wrestling, remember back in the late 80s, everybody still believed it was real. And then it came out in the 90s. They're like, yeah, wrestling's fake. And everybody's like, yeah, well, yeah, that's. We yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> anyways, they yeah. Yeah. It makes sense statistically that they would exist. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, I know a professional wrestler, <laughs> you know, a professional wrestler. Yeah. His name's Crazy Steve. He's from Angus. Crazy Steve from Angus, Ontario. Yeah, what makes like, him professional? He work, he, what does he wrestle? I don't know wrestling, so I could be wrong, but what's like the top wrestling company? WWE. But is there like a Canadian version? No, he's in the state. <laughs> the CFL? I don't know. <laughs> Steve's wrestling hay bales and calves. <laughs> no, I'm checking. Crazy Steve out in Angus. Come see him for your hog wrestling needs. Yes. <laughs> Belt is made out of cardboard, and <laughs> okay, now I feel like okay. Is Impact Wrestling good? Oh, Impact yeah, Wrestling—that's that's, uh, that's like an Ontario league. Yeah, I think that is not Ontario because he's out in the states. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about wrestling. Listen, I know so little about wrestling. I had to have wrestling enthusiasts come on this podcast. There's an episode a few episodes back for those who are curious about checking it out called "What the Fuck Is the Deal with Wrestling?" Someone explain it to me because I don't get it. Uh, anyways, that's that was me not knowing anything about wrestling, and I still don't know anything. Like about Jeff it. watched wrestling. I am wearing a wrestling T-shirt under my hoodie right now, and yeah, I did. And yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's just a soap opera now. You really, I like for yeah. comedic value. I, I I haven't checked it out since my son was born, but because uh, I realized that wrestling to your son. Well, I don't want him to. I made the mistake of being an open wrestling fan and expecting to have girlfriends, <laughs> and it doesn't play that way so i'm like you know what let's keep him out of there and uh, maybe he can have a little more That's success like i went on a date with a guy and he uh i found out he, he was a professional badminton player i was like no i'm out oh, no that's cool i think that's yeah, cool. it is professional badminton? any sport <laughs> no. no you turned down a professional badminton player yes that's weird uh I, you know what? I actually kind of understand it. I went on a date with one person one time and they were like, yeah, I'm a professional bongo player. And I, I that was only a one date thing. So was that I kind of understand player? like, okay, you were a good enough bongo player to be a professional, but like, okay. <laughs> really as a bagpipe player, do you guys look down at bongos? Is it like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not my, what's going well, on? Here? I don't think we look down at anything bagpipers because <laughs> technically bagpipes aren't even an instrument, just so you know. Okay. Like, yeah. Speaking of bagpipes, did I ever tell you my plan to get Chris to come play the bagpipes for Mark Trinidad at like six in the morning? Yeah, to do a bagpipe wake up call? Yeah, for That'd his birthday. Because Mark Trinidad hates his birthday. <laughs> and I texted his wife right away when he told me, he's like, nobody knows my birthday. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> She gave me his birthday right away. And he's like, fucking. It was pretty funny. Okay, well, let's do it. Now I'm moving to Barry soon. So, you know. And we can- actually. Although all of his children said, no, that is a very bad idea. Oh, really? In my brain, it is a great idea. Did I tell you what I did for his birthday? Even the children know it's probably really bad. But no, what did you do? 
I text everybody in my contact and on my Facebook. I gave them Mark Trinidad's phone number on his birthday. And I said, text him happy birthday because he says he hates his birthday that much. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so funny. You had people bomb him with texts, happy birthday texts. Yes, I'm an asshole. Yeah. That's like calling your boss out on Facebook or something like that. That's not good, man. That's not good. That's not a real friend thing. That is a real friend. That was funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think it's nice. He's getting all this love from people yeah, who don't even know. Right? Yeah. I, I got random numbers. I know, I know when I get a text from a number that I don't have stored in my phone, I'm very trustworthy of that text. <laughs> and very I know it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, um did you guys uh did you guys hear the matt perry thing matthew perry the um the uh former friends or the friends guy yes okay matthew perry blatantly in my opinion anyways blatantly drunk doing promotional recordings interviews for uh for the upcoming friends reunion on hbo um which I was never even that big of a Friends reunion anyways, but, or a Friends fan anyways. But, uh, uh, but now I'm kind of actually interested now that this guy's a complete train wreck. <laughs> anyways, here's Matthew Perry. Here's clip one. That's been, that's been nice. While being a really close-knit group, we don't see each other, all six of us, a lot. Yeah, that's him slurring his word. We don't see each other very often, but then it really kicked into overdrive. Oh, there's, I keep putting the wrong pictures up. There he is. I stole the cookie jar that had the clock on it and I gave it to Lisa Kudrow because she one point looked at it and thought it was a real clock and I gave it to her. <laughs> uh, and then he just randomly like, listen, I've been drunk and done this too. So like, I know that he's drunk because I've been this guy. Anyways, here it is. Siblings, I would say. Yeah, yeah really. Right siblings. Very supportive. There's very, under- very, very sexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the core. Yeah. At, at its core. <laughs> you know, just make it awkward by being like, "Yeah, we're a big happy family." Yeah, it's very sexual. You know, I've been, <laughs> I've been wasted and been that guy, and so I know. <laughs> Doing stand-up comedy, I think I had the creepiest man ever approach me. Thankfully, Al Val was there because he like, he's like, no, not today. Oh, Al's a white knight. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm standing there. I have like, he just starts grabbing my leg and lifting it and taking off my sock. And I don't know why I was just like, uh, what is happening? What the fuck? He's like, what does yeah. your tattoo say? I was like, uh, I need an adult. <laughs> I, need an adult. <laughs> I, need I wish that's adult. what your tattoo said. Actually, I need an adult. <laughs> 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 I'm getting inked tomorrow with that man. Holy shit, that's funny. Yeah, and then yeah, it got weird. He Alval ended up walking me to my car because he's like, "Yeah, I don't I don't trust Mr. Creepy over there." Good guy. There's he, he listen, man, like 20 years ago in comedy, I don't know. There might have been some creeps out there, but I'm glad to see that the comedians are unfortunately or no, not unfortunately. Fortunately for this world, comedians are actually I think the most virtuous people you can meet. They're most honest, down-to-earth people now i think we've evolved to be that personally happy to hear that i like that, I like that mentality i don't know if i agree with it 100 i've seen some people well, some cross paths with, yeah but yeah. i like that let's keep it positive but i mean as far as chandler bing could he be more drunk <laughs> yeah yeah man like what the fuck he's totally wasted right yeah he's i mean he sounds like he's somebody doing a bad impression of a drunk person yeah All right, is, I play is there a possibility that it's it's not even a friend's reunion, but it's actually an intervention for him. And they just decided <laughs> to some money while they were at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could oh, be. Yes. We're going to watch HBO when the fucking show finally debuts. And there's going to Dr. Phil's going to be there. Or Dr. Oz or Dr. Drew maybe is more appropriate. <laughs> I mean, listen to this guy. I stole the cookie jar. I stole the cookie jar. And if you want, if you look at the picture of the guy, he's hunched over in the chair. He's that had the clock on it. And I gave it to Lisa Kudrow because she one point looked at it and thought it was a real clock. And I gave it to her. If he's that wasted in a TV interview, if he's that wasted on camera recorded, and if HBO or whoever decided, yeah, we got to, we got to, we don't have any other clips of this guy. We have to put these clips into the. <laughs> promotional package like how fucking wasted does that guy when you get when he's not on camera 
Like if that's him on camera, like I'm being professional like right a now. Party, okay. Don't, don't be judging. Well, he was like a mess, right? <laughs> In the height of friends, wasn't he like legit rehab and, and, and into some bad stuff and kind of a hot mess? Yeah, maybe, but so I, this see, might I, be like a sad story. I don't know. Probably, you know what? It is a sad story. I always take sad stories and laugh at them for some there reason. Charlie Sheen, pff, I was all over it. Laughs galore, man. Uh, but yeah, you're probably right. I, I didn't, I didn't like friends enough and I don't like friends enough to have actually researched it. I just know that today these clips came out and I think it's fucking funny. Did you hear this? This He shared a story on, uh, like, I want to say one of the Kimmel or something years ago about how he bullied Justin Trudeau when they were at the same school. Really? Up. Yeah. So like, and, and yeah, I agree this very well could be a sad story, but maybe it's another classic case of like, kid that's getting picked on is now prime minister and then the kid that was mean is you know is having a tough go you know what yeah uh, what's that called again there's a word for that uh oh yeah karma yeah karma i believe is the word i believe um wow took well, us about- I'm sorry, sorry Chris. I just, I mean, we're talking, but I don't watch friends. I don't know if Lewis was a friend fan, but like people like us are now talking about it. So maybe it was strategy to get uh, more eyes on the, the reunion show. Who knows? Wouldn't be the first time we've been manipulated by the Hollywood liberal Hollywood machine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had to throw a liberal in there. It's like, almost like you can use it as a slanderous word nowadays for certain, for certain demographics. When um, do you move, Chris? What's that? When do you move? Uh, June 15th. So less than a month. So also it's my daughter's second month anniversary when we move on the 15th. So yay to moving with a two month year old. That's way easier than a toddler. Is it? Oh yeah. Cause at least like they're not up and around and curious and opening boxes and getting into shit. My son was like depressed for a month. Cause I just packed up all his toys. Uh-huh. And then he just didn't have any toys. But then when I opened them again, it was like glorious. But I don't, I don't like things, so I packed everything. And you packed your kids' toys a month early. I left well, like three months early. But um, I left a small box of toys, <laughs> but not the toys that he wanted in that very moment just that he got wait. depressed. Just do wait. They don't want the toys that they can see. They want the toys they can't see or another right. kid's toy. Isn't that just a metaphor for life, though? I want the things that I can't see that even though I have the things in front of me that I need. Yeah. Okay. yeah truly. I'm going to meditate on that for a second. How did you smoke today? Um, it's so much, true. But that's the thing. I mean, I'm not smoking a lot of weed right now, Ariana, because of, because of the baby. Right. So we have this newborn. So I'm, I have very few moments to step out to the garage for a toke. So yes, I may have had a little, a little puff uh, back <laughs> before the podcast and it's hitting me a little hard. Okay. <laughs> let's just meditate let's just meditate on it <laughs> anyways you were saying jeff i don't know because uh, oh. i wish i was just hanging out with you in the garage and now i forgot about it but oh, i was gonna ask how it's going two months in you know I, my son is seven years old and you're absolutely right he anytime you say you can't do something it's just he wants to do it that much more and that's i'm sure it's going to carry on until he's 40 like his dad <laughs> yeah uh how's it going well um overall pretty good uh, we got her to sleep for four hours last night and earlier this week, we also got her to sleep for four hours and for not even a two month old, I think that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I am pretty good at changing diapers, although I'm still having trouble with the outfits, like, you know, getting her arms and hands through the holes. Like, you know, they're so delicate and I'm, I'm probably oh, being potatoes. Yeah. Like Lisa just grabs her arm and boom, just jams it in there. And like, yep, there you go. Outfits on. And I'm just like, all right, here we go. Little one. Uh, and then she just Can starts. I give you a new parent tip. Yeah, of course. Don't buy the pajamas for babies with buttons only buy zippers. Okay. Yeah. That's a good tip. I've really struggled, struggled with snaps. Oh yeah. The snaps until they start moving. My son's nine months old and he barrel rolls like nobody's business. And he's like, there's just a poo diaper there. I'm trying to hold them. And then, yeah, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. So the missus loves these kimonos. So it's like a double breasted outfit, but that means there's two sets of snaps. There's inside snaps. And then there's the outside snaps because of the double breast. And I'm just, I'm all thumbs. I mean, look, these are, these are not nimble hands. I'm, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of fine motor. I like, look, look all the, I've never done any physical work with these hands, you see. So they're not used to even snapping. Right. Yeah. Um, the snaps are the worst. Yeah. I threw all of mine out for my second child. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was. Oh, a good I donated them. We, we 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 got so many clothes as gifts. We feel obligated to take pictures and send them to people. Like, hey, thanks for the onesie. And then you know, but of course, it has snaps, right? So we have to put it on them, right? Don't you um, find that it's like, oh, congratulations. Do you need stuff? Because I need space, and I have all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> we had so much stuff dropped off on our front door. My, my friends who are parents tell me about like how expensive these car seats are and how they all have expiration dates and shit like that. It's yeah. like 10 years. And how, like, how important are those expiration dates? Very important. Okay. Never has an expired curse. Yeah, dude, it's really actually eye-opening. We took a lot of online courses leading up to the baby's birth. Uh, I did an online <laughs> car seat course. And uh, no joke, like I'm not even telling jokes here. Like it was informative to, to realize how much like how much uh the technology changes and wears out and 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 just how how what a real safe car seat is Poof. have you ever wow. seen have you ever seen like the really old school car seats where it's just like hunched over a seat with like metal bars and it almost yeah. like a and photographs of me <laughs> yeah exactly like how did we survive i think my car seat was like just my dad's hand holding me in place it was like how did we survive? And I don't know. Yeah. I was having this chat with my dad and I'm like, dude, how did I survive back when I was uh, in the eighties as a kid, I was, uh, as a toddler, I remember there being smoking in restaurants and smoking in, in diners, hospitals. And smoking in hospitals, smoking on airplanes. There was smoking everywhere. There was lawn darts with fucking real sharp tips <laughs> on the end of them. Like, dude, like, I don't know. There's, there's a whole generation of, 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 I don't know, fucking Astar the robot war amps out there because of those lawn darts. <laughs> oh, I'm, man. Wow. What a reference. I can put my arm back on. You can't <laughs> play safe. <laughs> <laughs> wow i haven't heard that 25 years i bet it's been dude i remember man. things i remember the 80s quite clearly for how young i was at the time right um, that's but, like man I mean, we probably wouldn't even need these covid vaccines and infertility if we just kept the alondarts around it probably would have killed enough people off in the last 25 years it would have killed off the fucking anti-vaxxers that's for sure <laughs> well, actually purchased this and said here you go kids this is safe yeah um, anyway, the Alistar commercial, the special effects were ahead of their time, especially for a commercial. That's why I remember it. That's because it was so impressive. Oh. The graphics. I'm like, how come? How come Jurassic Park looks shitty next to Astar <laughs> the Robot? I don't. Did Cameron make this commercial? What is happening? Yeah. Um, but to loop back to the initial question, how's it going? Um, pretty good, except for the fact. And thank God, because I'm on camera. I don't know if you can see it here, but my left eye is just a little squintier and a little pinker uh because i got pink eye from my baby she uh Aww. she she shat she spray shat in my face Ooh. that's love that is <laughs> and i didn't i didn't realize at the moment like it just i was like oh my cheek you know and I wiped it off and then I washed my hands and I did, took a shower because, you know, after that, you, you have no choice but to take a shower to feel clean. Right. No matter how hard you scrub, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but the like the next morning I woke up and I rubbed my eye twice. And after the second rub, I'm like, I got fucking pink eye. I just knew it. I just knew it. That's but, my first question is, was it funny right away when it happens? Or yeah, <laughs> or just it was. Right I didn't get angry. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get angry about it at all. Well, that's good. Yeah. You can't do anything once you have the pink eye. You just gotta gotta ride it out. It's gotta ride it yeah, out. I think it's this is a beautiful thing. I Maybe mean, she's still two months old and she's already given gifts. Like <laughs> what a beautiful soul. I love it. That's uh, so, impressive that she got your face. Oh, well, okay. So as you know, uh sometimes you gotta wait for the next act. Sometimes you'll hear a poop, it'll be loud and proud, and you'll be like, okay, we gotta take care of that. But then also, uh, you're like, oh, I think there's more. I think you got more in there. And sure enough, there was. There was a second act. And I'm like, okay, two bells. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and as I'm taking the diaper off, it just, it was like a skunk, like a, like it was, and it caught some of the stuff that was in the diaper as well. And that became part of the spray. And it was just a big, big thing. Big At thing. least you have a girl though, like Jeff knows. I have two boys. He has a boy. Like, take the diaper off and you just got to cover it right away because there's just pee coming at you. Oh, yeah. The pee stream. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That well, happened. What, would, what was your daughter eating, first of all? Like, you guys are, it sounds like Taco Bell or something. Oh, yeah. And it <laughs> a also. A little young for Taco Bell. 
it's actually Taco Bell close, but no cigar. It also, I even tweeted about it that at 5 a.m. when it happened on last Sunday, uh, 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 it smelled not like Taco Bell, like McDonald's hash brown for some reason, oddly. I'm envisioning this and I wish I wasn't. I know all it made me want to do was get in the car and go to the drive-thru. I was like, oh man. I I'm loving it. Hey, you say that parents are the people that can like, change a shitty diaper and forget to wash their hands and then just go sit down and eat. I was like, hey, chips. <laughs> well, okay. So as I have these, these experiences, the fallout from the, the pink eye, I'm in line at the shoppers. Right. And of course I'm a jovial character and I always talk to strangers cause that's who I am. And so I'm talking with another dad in the line. He's like, Oh yeah, man, I got pink eye when I was, when I had my kid, you know, I got it six times. And I'm like, Holy fuck this guy you got your pink eye from your baby six times he's like yeah yeah and i'm like i was thinking about it afterwards i'm like okay that's not the baby's fault that's not pink eye's fault yeah. or who's fault you're straight up unsanitary if you can get that's it six right. times you didn't learn your lesson the first time come on you gonna wear a protective eyewear moving forward yeah i'm gonna get one of the masks that they you know the big visors that they bring down i gotta get one of those yeah i gotta get my own ppe now for changing diapers <laughs> you, you <laughs> this them, yeah Sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Luz. I was just going to, I've got a poop story, so it's not very important. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, you go. Yeah. Poop story. Well, Wait, so baby, so, well, here's the deal. So my son, it was kind of the exact opposite. He had, uh, he was colicky, right? So he was uh, very, for three months, he couldn't pass bowel. Like he couldn't poo, he couldn't fart. And, you know, he'd wake up in the middle of the night, like he was on fire, just screaming. And we'd, my wife and I would wake up and, you know, you go and you pump his legs and he passed gas. And then you're like, chest bumping because you know your toddler's oh, yeah. buffered but but uh yeah it's all part of the process man and it's um you know i don't like to give advice and tips to new parents but just enjoy everything and it's all it just makes you love them that much more as you go through it all so enjoy yeah that is that is where i'm at for sure for sure with it all yeah lou double back something jeff said though about like when he asked if your baby's eating taco bell is there a market for <laughs> fast food baby food like a pureed crunchwrap supreme in a little jar that you <laughs> Bug man, only if your baby needs to put on weight. There's no way that children should be eating that. You know, <laughs> like just from, from a classic overweight dude who was pushing 500 pounds at my largest. There's a food addiction gene in in here somewhere. I really hope she doesn't have it, and I don't want to get her hooked early, man. No way, no way. It's so important. Sorry, Ariana. Sorry. That's okay. I have ADD. I apologize. Go for it. Uh, I already forgot. <laughs> no, it's gone. I apologize. It's gone. Well, I can think of some senior citizens that might be down with like some pureed butterfingers and like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. Maybe put it in some liquid form. So maybe <laughs> Lewis is on to something. Maybe it's just not toddlers. They forget to bring their teeth to the drive-thru. That's it. So <laughs> they got an option. <laughs> okay. Maybe there's a market. Listen, there's a market for anything out there. I think uh, yeah. there's a lot of different products. Um, Listen, guys, it's been great chatting. I want to wrap it up here because we're after 10 o'clock. We're coming up on 45 minutes here for the podcast. Love chatting with you all. Um, thank you for your time and uh, good luck. And I hope to see at least Jeff and Ariana sooner than later on the mean streets of Barrie. Yes. Uh, can't wait to get out there and do some comedy whenever yeah, man, we can. Wait. Uh, Speaking because- of which, I, I know you're wrapping this up, Chris, but every time uh, I that's, pass. That's like the 20 minute warning, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so every time I pass a stump on the side of a hill, I think of you and I want you to know that. It's, uh... oh, why? <laughs> you don't know Ariana? One of his bits, man. As soon as he said it. And that know. and the Tarantino directing the, the other genre of movies. I think about yeah, those jokes okay. all the time, man. So well, yeah, one that's of what happens movies. when I've only got 10 minutes and do the same 10 minutes every fucking time. You get to know my Oh, it struck a chord. That that stump joke, I laugh every time I pass one. So thanks, Good buddy. On well, I'm glad. So yeah, the, the story is is that uh my old dick when I was 500 pounds <laughs> was it was not dissimilar to a, a weird old tree stump sticking out the side of a hill, you know, that you kind of hit with a lawnmower from time to time by accident, you nick it, you know. Um I, I'm envisioning it and I wish I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a very graphic visual, and that's why oh, it burns. It burns a hole in there. It's like you know, you leave an LCD or a, one of the laser TVs on for too long, and then it's got the Sony symbol burnt in it. That joke, oh yeah, you, burnt in your brain. Burns like happened. fucking pink eye, man. My my fondest memory of Jeff was uh, the one day he was walking home. It's like my motherly instinct. I was like, you text me when you're home because he was scared of this like, homeless man. Right? There was this homeless man that kept passing us. Do you remember Jeff? 
I do. He just like all of a sudden grabbed my leg and started trying to take off my sock. <laughs> and no, showed him my tattoo that says like, I need well, Jeff, Jeff was going back to his vehicle. I was like, you text me when you're home, Jeff. He texts me later. He's like, help, I'm in that, guy, that guy's basement. Like, oh, my God, you guys. And that's why I can't wait to hang a bit more. And, and you know, it, it's been kind of shitty living in Newmarket and, and hanging out in Barrie because it's like I get to meet people and make friends, but not actually get to like spend time with them, like hang out and stuff. So like, you know, coming to your birthday, that was a one off there, Ariana. And I wish I could do the, more of those things when I get there. So I'm actually hoping that once this pandemic's over and people can come over because uh, we like we moved and there's way more property. I want to have like a backyard comedy show now and then invite all the neighbors. Yeah, right on. Well, like, listen, you guys, Lou, you don't know this, but the, the history between Ariana and Jeff and I, we've done comedy together, but we did a, a neighborhood comedy tour. We went and did comedy in people's homes together. Uh, and that was still, I swear to God, that basement show that you and, and Trinidad and, and myself that was did. So fun. Oh, that was great. probably my favorite comedy show I've ever done was in whatever that guy's name was is in his basement that he won the contest. I mean, it was. Pff, I honestly uh, think you should bring it back. Like every time I see a memory of it come up on Facebook, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. It, it's great memories, right? So I hope we can do stuff like that. Maybe yeah. we can do that with the podcast uh, as the uh, title sponsor. Uh, you know, we can do the, the Big Chris live comedy basement tour or something of, of that nature. So I'm uh, actually glad that the show that Mark and I had going in Barry has like, because of COVID, we just finally started getting momentum. And now it's, yeah. now we yeah. I checked out that show. Is it still going to be at the same venue? Um, I guess we'll have to talk with them once everything opens. Yeah, up. like everything's up in the air, right? Anyways, it was at Donnelly's. I hope it's there again. Yeah. Yeah, that was great, guys. I, I was really glad that you guys were doing that. So um, here's to all ventures moving forward. And uh, Lou, uh, send my regards to Kingston, my friend. It's been great having you on the podcast. I did not know that you even grew up in Kingston. I thought you were just like a radio gypsy going town to town, up and town the dial and ended up there after I was uh, spending time there. No, just got back home. That's crazy, man. Wow. Well, that's great that you're holding down the drive shift there in your hometown, dude. That's uh, that's a good good thing and a great uh, great place to hang your hat. It means a lot. And uh, you guys are all uh, funny, funny people. And uh, this was a real treat. Yeah. Meeting you, Lewis. Very nice. Uh, yeah, side note as well sure. to uh, subscribers and to fans of the live stream. It is Thursday nights at 9 p.m. That is when we, or just after 9 p.m., but at 9 p.m. ish uh, is when we'll start the live stream on the regular Thursdays at nine. You can put that on your must see TV Thursday nights. Uh, Thursday, Thursday, it, Thursday. Circle it in your TV guide uh, or your Facebook video live stream guide. Uh, that's going to be our regular time. And, um, you know, if there's an artist or a musician uh, or a popular person who has a, an agent uh, that insists they don't want to stay up at nine o'clock at night, I'm not <clears throat> saying any names, Brian from Helix, uh, but anyways, uh, who, who feels that uh, 9 p.m. is too late in the evening to do a podcast, um, then by all means, we can record it during the day and uh, play it back as a segment during the live stream. Lou? Question. The guy that was part of I Want to Rock, 9 p.m. is too late for the I Want to Rock guy? It was. He actually, our last podcast, the one just before this one last week, uh, he, he logged off midway through the podcast so at 9 30 he's like gotta go click <laughs> i want to rock as long as it's the early bird special and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh, that's a true story uh, i should say two episodes back the last one was uh the oak island roundtable by the way do you guys watch the his, uh, curse of oak island no no you i call it the hoax you know the hoax of oak island do you know I what it is yeah, you know, Jeff, you guys yeah. you have know? to do with Shakespeare. No, well, yeah. it might. It depends on what theories you believe. Ariana, no, no. Okay. Anyways, for those who are curious about Oak Island, Nova Scotia, where there has been a treasure hunt for over 200 years. Uh, and it's fascinating. Myself, Dean Blundell, my friend from uh, retired uh, major of the Canadian Forces, Kent Stewart, and he's a historian. He had a great theory about who done it. In, on Oak Island, who buried the treasure, whether the treasure's still there. And of course, Bob Contois, a big time fan and friend of mine who is uh, 
uh, part of that podcast as well. That was back the previous episode. And then Brian from Helix is the episode before, if you want to go back and listen and, and hear him hang up halfway through the episode, <laughs> it's, it's all up there uh, in the catalog. And Ariana, special thanks to you, because as you can tell, it's been a lot of dudes. There have been a lot of, it's been a sausage festival. Other than, I think Melanie Martin back at the start of January was the last podcast episode we had with a female. So thanks for being here. That's it. I'm boycotting it. No, no, don't. No. I what did we do? We didn't do anything. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I just felt like the podcast was starting to uh, really get a, like a, bachelor pad smell to it you know like uh, like, in general there's like rarely there's like maybe a woman once in a while like thank god my husband is so comfortable with himself i was just like hey i'm just leaving to hang out with a bunch of dudes for two hours yeah and he's all right with it it's good like as long as you're not doing a cam show for money as long (laughs) as not only fans yeah he wouldn't care he'd be like okay just as long as you're bringing home money Oh, <laughs> I love it. He's a, he's all about the bottom line, even, yeah. if, even if it's bottoms up. Yeah. Awesome. Ariana Pyle, Jeff Faulkner, Lou McDonald from K-Rock and Kingston. Thank you three for uh, hanging out tonight on Big Chris Live. You can subscribe again via Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thanks to our podcast network host, Dean Blundell and DeanBlundell.com. And for those watching live, thanks for putting us on instead of the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Montreal Canadiens. I'm going to go check the score. Thanks, you guys. I got it right here if you want it. 2 1. What is it? 2 1? 2 1 Montreal right now with uh, the show and replay, but not much time left in the third. Yeah, it's getting dicey. I don't know if you saw uh, Tavares hit. You'll be talking about it for a while tomorrow, I'm okay. sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. See you guys. Thank you. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.